Welcome to the Windy City Benders Podcast, presented by Beer League Talk, with your hosts, Noe, Poetsy, Jerem, and Tanner. hey What's up, everybody? Coach Poets is back. Episode 64 of the Windy City Bender Podcast, presented to you by Beer League Talk. Uh, today we are running a three-man crew once again. Uh, Tanner is off uh, being a bartender. Uh, so today you got Poats along with Nolly. How are you? Hey, 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 hey. Okie dokie. And we've got Jerem. How you doing? What's good, boys? Uh, everything is awesome. Everything uh, is awesome! <laughs> like that song. Uh, exactly like that From song. From that movie. Yeah. From that one movie, yeah. They had Batman in it. So that was... That was a movie. It did. And God, who was the guy that played him? Uh, Will Arnett. Yeah, Will yes, Arnett. Yes, Will Arnett. I was like, really? Didn't expect him to be the, he, the guy he, to voice Batman. He already has the raspy voice, so he really didn't have yeah. to do anything. Hey, I guess it worked. I'm Batman. I guess it works. So, Where's um, Rachel? I got a question before we get started, Poets. We already got started. Uh, well, well, do, do, do you work for the Blackhawks now? Why? You're a nice little official like setup today. Oh, I am wearing a shirt too, aren't I? <laughs> I am. Yeah, I thanks for letting the boys know. Jesus. Yeah, sorry. So congratulations. I'll just go down like this so nobody can see it. <laughs> you couldn't yeah. break any of the trades or transactions early like I did with the uh, the Phil Kessel to Arizona? Yeah, good for you. We should have tweeted that. Insider. I was thinking yeah, about was, that. We should. It was have... only like an hour before. Still, yeah. before anybody else even spoke of it. You know, could we really call you the insider, though? Because it wasn't necessarily you. I have the insider. Oh, you have the insider. So I you're not the insider. Go. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, now that we're kind of on that topic, why don't you tell the everybody Sam, about that kind Sam of... Sam Sider. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't Just know. Go I ahead, tried. Go into, go into how you got that text and how you got the info, because that was kind of cool. Well... Um, friend, friend, uh, friend of the show, I guess, kind of maybe in a sense, uh, works for the Coyotes. And he got a text the other day. And what was it? It was Saturday, right? Saturday, yeah. Yeah, yeah he texted me and he's like, Brian, I'm freaking out. I just got called into work. This never happens. And he does ticket sales. So, like, why else would he get called in work? He's like, I think, I think we just got Kessel. And I was like, no, like, Maybe they're announcing like the new owners. He's like, no, we officially did that already. Like, this is something different. Like, I, it's it's Kessel. I swear it's Kessel. I'm like, okay, well now I'm freaking out. So you got my attention. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like an hour later, I texted that to you guys, and you guys are all like, no, like I don't see that anywhere. Like nobody's tweeting about it. And literally an hour later, I think it was Elliot Freeman, Phil to Arizona. And I was like, oh my god, Sam. Sam, you broke the news first. Oh, my God. You, I knew before everyone. He's like, just remember that. And I was like, oh, I'll always remember that. <laughs> that was really cool, though, how, you know, he immediately went to It's Phil. Oh, yeah. He's well, he's been telling me since the beginning of the summer. He's like one of his buddies that works there that isn't on sales is like, we really want Phil. Like he keeps talking about how we're getting Phil and Phil only wants to come here and before even like all the news came out that Phil announced that he only wanted to go to Arizona, he was telling me that Phil wanted to go there. So 
it's pretty dope. Yeah, that's cool as hell. So like, I felt like Bob McKenzie or whatever, you know, just yeah. It's like we don't put it on any of our social media, so we don't really get the <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> the clout from it. It's We're all a little also, bit did you see uh, Bob McKenzie's new Twitter account? It's no. Bobby Margaritas and his pictures yes. of Margarita. Classic. That is awesome. Good for him. So here's yeah, the question. Good. Here's the, here's the big question now. Since Sam, you know, basically broke this, does that mean we're getting Phil on the show? That we're getting Phil. Oh, well, so I asked him, I was like, I have a bunch of things. Can you bring, can you like get them signed for me? He's like, I'll see what I can do um, at this year's Christmas party because I'll actually be an employee unlike last year. And I was like, um, please ask what his dick looks like and (laughs) give him a hot dog. And he goes, all right. Yeah. Or no, I said, um, no, I said, uh, just walk up to him and give him a hot dog. And then he's like, yeah. And I'll ask like, what is, uh, his dick looks like. And I was like, yeah, get biz next to him too. It's going to be the greatest Christmas party that the coyotes <laughs> have ever had. <laughs> he's like, yeah, here we go. Oh my God. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Cool job. Cool job. That's for sure. And he was saying that he like walks around and he like passes players on the concourse, like taping their sticks up in the stands before the game. And it's just like, Oh, okay. His lunch break, he goes watch his practice. Ooh. Guys are still – they still have ice out there. They're still practicing on the big rink. Are they really? Yeah, he still sends me snaps. Interesting. Well, we'll get into other uh, moves uh, in the NHL, but first we'll touch on a little bit of Hawkstar. Uh, a couple it's of – It's more big, of like uh, a foghorn now. It's not even like hot. <laughs> no. Ah! Like a hurt duck. <laughs> I'm going down. Before uh, July 1st had even come and free agent uh, signing was open, Blackhawks made a pretty decent move uh, and once again reacquired an old Blackhawk. Andrew Shaw uh, is back in Chi-Town. And it was one of those trades where I'm pretty sure everybody initially was like, what the hell is going on? Still kind of like that for me, but yeah, yeah. you were freaking dude. Out. I I don't know. I'm just... I'm just looking for any excuse to hate Bowman. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I'm even paying attention. Not even no, because I know what. Like, I can't say anything against Bowman without getting like just fucking like thrown under. So I just won't say anything. But proceed. I will proceed. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, so the Hawks got Andrew Shaw in a 2021 seventh rounder for three draft picks, two in 2020, uh, and one in 2021. Uh, and the Hawks retained, uh, all of the salary, I think. Yeah. They took on the whole salary, but they also got a seventh round pick. So the seventh rounds are basically a flop. So they pretty much just gave up a second and a third for him. Yep. Which... Kind of feels like a hefty price. A little bit in for a fourth line guy. So yeah, that's the thing that I'm most concerned of is where are they gonna put him in the lineup? Because I I was at work today and I was just kind of making up like a mock lineup on my own. And I I really couldn't find anywhere else to put him other than either the third or the fourth line. And I don't, I don't necessarily know how you can pay somebody like Andrew Shaw $4 million a year to just kind of chill on the third line, potentially the fourth line. 
Especially yeah, when you have Anisimov making more than him, and that's giving me the same exact situation. Yeah, but at least at the beginning, Anisimov was a second line guy, and he was getting a shit ton of points with Panarin and Kane. Fair. That's the thing. Like you traded Shaw, or you let Shaw walk initially because you didn't want him get didn't want him get give him this big paycheck, which he got. So now you just mm-hmm. traded it back and took on the full salary, which I get. the The cap was higher back when he signed that so it was a bigger cap hit but now like i understand where it's at now like but i don't know like he's definitely gonna be a bottom six guy big for the pk though um i don't know i mean it, i just still feel like it's a hefty price even though like we still got to bring it out of him and technically we have him back now so like yeah it's it's kind of a win-win in a way but i don't know i mean 3.9 for a cap hit it's kind of i will i will tough. save it Back when the Hawks traded him, I remember thinking, holy cow, I, that's a huge salary relief. That's a lot of money to play a guy like Andrew Shaw. Whereas that same contract nowadays, it's like, oh, you know what? It's not that bad. It's not great. That's a third it's third like, guy yeah. that can put up a decent that's amount a- of points. So, I mean, yeah. last year he had – let me see. So, I mean, he, he hasn't played a full 82 that's the biggest Three, issue. Montreal, he had 63 games, 51, 68. Last year, 47 points, which, I mean, that's a decent amount of points for a third, fourth-line guy. Yeah, that's the biggest issue I think everybody is seeing right now, and I think that's the that was one of the first questions that he asked was, you know, or that he answered, I should say, uh, in the press conference was, my health is fine. Uh, I'm feeling great. It's, you know, just kind of making sure that I stay healthy. You know, yeah. but also the way that he plays, you can't really expect him to stay healthy. Right? Yeah. I mean, not at least fully healthy. So, I mean, um, technically coming off a career year. So, I mean, that's good at least. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you can't really be, I don't know, can't be too mad at the deal. I mean, there's a, a certain possibility that, that this thing could end up being, um, you know, a disaster, but. At the same time, it could end up being, being pretty okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's something you can't really judge until season yeah. starts and he starts playing. Yeah, absolutely. I think my so. initial like issue with it was one, I stop bringing back old players. That that's, that's that was one, yeah. Because who? How does that work? How has Sad worked out for us with that? You know, like how is any of these players? But I think also. My mind, I wanted Anders Lee so bad, and it wasn't really reported how much he was asking for. So at the time, I thought we that salary coming on was money we could put towards Anders Lee. But then obviously it came out that he was asking for like nine plus, which yeah, and he ended up getting seven. Yeah, so that was before knowing that information. I think that was an issue. And then part of me still, and I still, why I'm kind of iffy on it is that I still think that. We could have used that money to go for another player like a Dezingle and potentially have the same role but also more potential to play on top six minutes as well. Where a Shaw, I think, is kind of stuck in that bottom six. I don't necessarily agree with that because I feel like your top six are pretty much set unless – you know, Saad starts to have an off time. I guess you can oh, move no, this yeah. up there. But I not don't know. even I, that. You could take Perlini and put him up there. Yeah. And, or you could, that's Kubala kid. Like, we don't know what he's going to bring yeah. to the table. 
I just, I don't know because I, there's something about the Zingle. Like he, I don't know if he was hurt last year or anything once he got traded to Columbus, but like on a mediocre team, yeah, he can score goals, but somebody has to score goals on a mediocre team. When he moved to Columbus and there's a bunch of stars because they went after it this year, he fell off and he was, he wasn't even on the radar. Like that looked like a dumb pickup part, like yes. one of the dumb pickups that they had. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, if they get the single, I'll be pretty happy about it because it adds even more depth to it. But if they don't get them, I'm, I'm liking the lineup that the Hawks well, have. Well, right I don't, think they, they, I don't yeah. think they can now. They're only at like a million dollars in cap space right now. Yeah, but I mean, if Anisimov does get moved, that right. frees up a yeah. lot of space. So, I mean, they still have room to make moves, and it doesn't sound like Bowman's done yet. So, yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, is it sounds like there's still more to come from Stan Bowman. So I, I would assume at least one more trade being made, one more pretty decent, um, you know, cap hit is going to end up getting moved off the roster here. So, and all signs are pointing to Anisimov unless by some stroke of, you know, genius, they end up moving that Seabrook contract. It's probably going to end up being Anisimov. Yeah. He doesn't have a trade, so, trade protection or anything like that anymore. So no, so, um, for free agent, uh, uh, July 1st, uh, opening of free agency, Blackhawks, uh, were a little quiet, uh, only had made one move, uh, early on in the day. And it was signing, uh, Ryan Carpenter to a three year, $3 million contract. Huge fan of that deal, by yeah, the way. Big fan. Love that. Yeah. Adds a little grit in there. Uh, it gives a little bit more depth to those, those bottom two lines. I feel so, like him and Shaw are gonna just gonna be fucking bucking and grinding it together. Oh, 100%. That's yeah. gonna be a, a savage line between them two. Yeah, that would if be uh, together, yeah, yeah. That would be a pretty nice line to have. Um, that, and that could, I mean, every year that the Hawks won, they, their fourth line was one of their best lines. I mean, that could potentially lead to one of the best fourth lines in the league. Yeah, I mean, that's what won them the the cup in 2013. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Kruger and and Bolin. Yeah, teaming up for that and so, uh, uh, for a league. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and then the biggest move that the Hawks made uh, on day one was probably top three biggest surprises of the day uh, NHL wide, and that was signing Robin Leonard to a one-year, five million dollar contract. Yeah. Um, I'm. What did? What was your first reactions when you heard? that deal was being made because my mind immediately led to, okay, now we've got two options here. We can either re-sign Leonard by the time that this deal uh, is done, by the season's done, and get rid of Crawford if Crawford stays healthy, or we kind of juggle the two of them, kind of like a split season type of a thing for the first half, make sure Crow's fully healthy, and then after um you know, uh, ride Crow the whole way and, and trade off uh, Robin Leonard for some assets. At first, I was like, "What the fuck?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I one, I didn't expect it. Like everybody, all the signs were pointing to the Islanders, and then obviously the Islanders fucked up that whole situation, that whole relationship that they had with Leonard, apparently. Um, and then my other, like uh, the other, what the fuck was why? Why are we paying a guy five million dollars to back up? But then both of those thoughts came through my mind and, and not only like, obviously you never know with Crawford's health. So, I mean, if he goes down, we got a solid backup. Like last year, Cam Ward, he stepped in, he did a lot better than everybody thought, but I feel like Robin Leonard, if he's in that situation, 
it, he probably makes the team a little bit better than Ward did last year. Um, a lot better. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, a mix of making sure we have somebody if Crawford gets hurt. Um, taking that load off because you look at the teams that made it pretty decently far into the playoffs this year, they had a, a 1A, 1B. They let their starters rest for a little while. And, I mean, it, it shows that it pays off in the long run. Um, so, I mean, and honestly, like, if that's the case, if you do, like, a 50-50, a 60-40 of the crease between those two, that's a that's a lethal – it's a lethal tandem for the Hawks. Yeah. You can argue it might be you, top, one of the top in the league, right? Like, going into I, I honestly think that it is. is. Should Crawford come into training camp healthy, it's probably the number one one-two punch in the league at this point in time. Uh, on on Spit and Chicklets, I was listening to that today. They were saying that the Dallas Stars one two punch is the best one between um, Bishop, uh, yeah, Bishop and uh, and Kudobin, which I don't necessarily agree with because Bishop, although he had a phenomenal year last year and he was one of the top goalies in the league, in time Kudobin really didn't do all that well. He wasn't incredible or anything. Like he was that. average at best. No, he was like, he was really good though. His numbers were actually solid. He he was like a five hundred like winning percentage wise, but like his numbers were actually really solid. Yeah, I don't know. Um, going back really quick to how Leonard was treated by the Islanders, absolutely remarkable the way that they handled this whole situation with him, seeing that he was a Vesna finalist and he was probably one of the biggest reasons why they made it to the second round last year. He won the Jennings. Yeah. Like, I, uh, I don't understand that. In the press conference, he had said that the Islanders had, quote, unquote, walked away. He wanted a longer term, but the Islanders weren't offering that kind of a thing. Um, and he still wanted to make it work. Uh, the Islanders ended up making him an ultimatum on a deal, and he wanted to think on it for a couple of days. And by the time that he actually came back with an answer – the Islanders had already moved on and said that they were going to sign a, a different goaltender. So I don't understand how you can, you know, you know, you kind of said it best in uh, in our group chat, and I know you were being funny, but it's kind of true. Where's the loyalty that all these fans are upset about That's when thing. Tavares left? I was I was half being funny, half like being genuine. Like That's they're furious. all like, oh, you're a traitor. Oh, like you're a scumbag. You're a snake to Tavares. But it's like. Look at this is what the this is business. Like I understand it. Like I'm not upset about it, but like that's what business is. But like you know, when a team does it to a player, it's oh, it's not a big deal or anything like that. Don't worry, we got our captain back, Anders Lee. Whatever, dude. Fuck you guys. I want to know what term he was looking for that they were they offered, long term. No, could, they offered him two years, five million. So no, it was one more year of what? But what he what I'm saying, what he was asking them for that they were saying no, because if they didn't want to give him term, but then they go and give Varmal off uh, four years. That's the thing. And he's 31 years old. Yeah. And he's been hurt more than uh, Leonard. Like, I just say, I don't understand what their moves are. He hasn't played a full year. You know what? I think they were looking at another goaltender, but he, they had they gotten, wanted Bob, but they didn't get him. But that's, oh, so, they were never. I mean, if Panarin went there, he might have been able to get him. But there's no way Bob was leaving Florida. No. Like he, that was destiny. Yeah. But, I mean, I just don't understand it. I mean, you signed Varlamov, who's 31, to a four-year deal when you could have signed Leonard, who's 27, to a four-year deal. Well, he'll be 31 by the end of it and um, to the same amount of money. Like, I just I don't get it. But whatever. Thanks. Yeah, Bye, no shit. <laughs> yeah. No shit so the way uh, so the way i'm looking at this possibly you're asking kind of like how we're looking at this do you think you know okay so crow is now on a one-year deal essentially 
learners one year deal. Do you think this is essentially also like a prove that you need to, you're, you're the guy situation too a little bit? Prove Crow to prove that he's healthy and he can still be that elite goaltender that he was before he got hurt. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think that they really need to even come out and say that to them. I think that's pretty much known between the two of them. I mean, if we're if we're thinking about that already. I you can guarantee that that's exactly what they're both thinking as well. Um, and we've we've talked about it before. I mean, we were wondering what's going to happen with Crawford after this year because I mean, he I'm sure he's going to want to get another decent sized contract, at least what he's making. But to me, it's not worth it. He's going to be 35 years yeah. old, and just with all the concussion history, one bad shot to the head, and you he could be, could be literally could be scrambled. like literally just like can't even play hockey. Like you just worry about his health. Like I don't know. Um, but, I mean, Leonard, he'll be 28 next year, and if he has a decent year, you can get him a little under probably the $5 million because he's not coming off a Jennings, Vesna-type year where he's just a backup. But unless I don't know. Is, and then you have Delia for two more years after this one to a million bucks. So, I don't know. You kind of have your backup there already, if need be. The good thing is there's a lot of options. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So you could go a couple of different ways and still be pretty safe at this point because you've got Delia in the back who, you know, if things really go wrong and both Crawford and Leonard end up going down for some reason, Delia could take over for bet, right? And then looking even further down, you got Kevin Lankinen, who in the next maybe two or three years might be ready for professional play. Somebody I somebody the, tweeted out the check or the finish. Finn, Goalie. yeah. The Finn? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. The guy that stole the show at the uh, yeah, World Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, somebody had tweeted out, this is one of the dumbest tweets that I've heard in a long time. Uh, they were like, oh, well, what about Kevin Lincoln? And don't they think that he'd get the job done? I'm like, he's never played on North American soil. And he's like, what, 23? 24. Yeah. 24. 24 years old. And it's like, what? The Hawks just signed this guy just because he played well in the world championships where, you know, yes, you know, good for him because he played up against a pretty decent Russian team. But I mean, that doesn't mean that he could just all of a sudden a take over. It's a completely different like game. They, they, no correlation there at all. No, that's like if they, when they tried to get uh, Forsberg the starting role, or if they tried to give Delia the, the starting role, it's just not going to. Just not smart. It's not the smart move. No. But it's good to have a pretty decent amount of depth there at the moment, something to kind of play with as well. It's a weird situation uh, having depth at all these positions that were such a red flag for us. Our centers are looking great. Goaltending's looking great. D's really starting to take shape. Yeah. Our D so, went from shit to, all right, all right. All right. I can do this. Pretty, yeah, I can do this. Exactly. So when I was putting that uh, that roster together, um, just looking at it, I mean, it probably would make sense to, to now that we've got the depth, put Brent Seabrook on that third pair. Give him the 12 minutes a night to where he's not up against, you know, high-powered offense or anything like that. Maybe he's got a little bit more of a productive year. Um, Second but, power play unit. Yeah. Getting Calvin DeHaan was huge. Uh, even though he's a little bit banged up right now, sounds like he should be ready at the very least by the beginning of the year, possibly, if he wants to push it. 
He said uh, he he said he's feeling good. He's he'll be ready for camp. He's fucking fired up, dude. This fucking oh my god. Reading the tweets about the people coming into this, like yeah, even though the Hawks didn't make the playoffs the last two years, everybody that comes in, it's still Chicago. It's still fighting for the Blackhawks. It's still that team that won three three cups in six years, dude. It's fucking like Shaw when he tweeted out like or he he said uh ready to go back into battle with those boys. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to be with Taze and Kane again. I'm ready to go to war with them every single day. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then uh, well, we talked about Dahan getting compared to Jarmuson last time. Yeah, and yeah. then followed up with Olimata. Nice little addition back there. It's almost like there are too many options on D at this point. There's a little bit too much going on to where they've got to start to make some decisions. And I think one of two things is going to happen. Uh, I think they're either going to get rid of Eric Gustafson before he's going to get too expensive. Or they're going to get rid of Henry Yoki Haru. Don't. No. See, my thing is, why not? Why not make a run with Gustafson? Don't move up Yoki Haru. Make a run with Gustafson this year. If you guys are in a playoff spot by the trade deadline, keep him. Fuck it. Just make a run for it and then bring up Yoki Haru next year to take his spot and let him walk if he's, if he's asking for too much. Or if you're not in a playoff position by the deadline, move him and get assets and then call Yoki Haru up at the end of the year this year. I yeah. don't want them to move Yoki Haru. Here's my question on that, though, with Gustafson. Would you rather let him walk uh, and, you know, chance that playoff run or get a pretty decent asset in return? I mean, if you're in a playoff spot and your team's looking solid, which they look like a playoff team right now, um, and they can make it, I'd, I'd be fine with if they didn't kill him. And because it's, your replacement is Yoki Haru, and this kid's potential is pretty high. So I'm, I'm confident in that. And especially if he's putting up the numbers that he put up last year, why would you not want to hold on to that for a playoff run? Exactly. And, I mean, who knows what he's going to ask for next year. I mean – I, I know he put up a lot of points, but his like actual Corsi numbers I think aren't weren't that actually that great defensively. So I mean you could argue with him and try and get him down and obviously look at the cap situation and be like if you want to be a part of this team, you can see what we did last year if they have a good year this year. But yeah. It also goes know. back to our depth at D. Like if make a run, we don't get anything from him, well, you know what? We have the depth to take that chance. Like it's not like we lose him and then we got no one to replace him. There's literally four guys in just the market waiting to come just in. waiting. Bodine wants to go pro next year too. He's ready to go pro. So I mean he he'll probably be in Rockford, but he's another guy that could potentially jump in and take that spot. Ian Mitchell could potentially make in that jump too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Who knows? Maybe maybe his numbers drop because they have he's not using the same position as he was last year because they didn't have the options on D. And he yeah. was our go to guy pretty much last year. I think training camp is actually gonna training camp in preseason is actually gonna be pretty interesting. I think uh that battle for, for the D spots or are going to end up panning out, and I think there's going to be some uh, some surprises there. Hey, one note's really funny too. The Hawks only have five guys yes. on the roster that with uh, no movement clauses. We're getting there. Yippee! 
Except the ones so, that have them, we can, are like most. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Um, after the 2021-2022 season, uh, Connor Murphy is up. He's at 3.8. Lee Mata's up at 4.08. DeHaan's up at 4.5. Uh, Carpenter at 1. Shaw at 3.9. And then the year after that, Kane and Taves are up at 10.5. You're getting way too ahead of everything. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying, a couple years down the line, they've they've also got to start to kind of think about. Yeah, you but know. then you have Stroman to getting signed next year, and those those two guys are pretty much your future. Yeah, but you don't just let Kane and Taves walk. Oh no, no, they're not making ten point five. Oh god, no, no, that's for damn sure. Kane maybe no. Kane might be pushing it, but depends on where it, they're at. Exactly, but. Well, it depends on the salary cap, too. True. It's supposed to go up in about two years. Well, they got a new TV deal, so that's supposed to really make it up. And you got Seattle coming in as long. Well, they got that's the fucking lockouts, too. And you got the lack, lockout hey, coming Seattle, out. welcome to the league. Here's your team. You're not going to play for another fucking year, though, because you <laughs> got a lockout. <laughs> um, before moving on to NHL talk, the um, – uh, schedule had come up for uh, the 2019-2020 year. Um, you guys took a look at it. Uh, anything kind of jump out at you? Any specific games jump out at you? I know two for me uh, jumped out. I got two. Well, I mean, I can not really, but I completely forgot that they're starting out in Europe. I I did too. Completely forgot that. So I mean, yeah, that jumped I 100% because I was not expecting that. Um, I mean, Leicester in town, and I'm fucking stoked for that. So I was about I to say, that was... they have what, um, what is it? Three home Saturday games the whole season, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, they know that it's I kind uh, of ridiculous. It's not they a working. Know that, uh, I I coach on the weekend, and uh, that Sunday is my day off, so that's why they moved everything. Dick. They still play on Saturdays. Yeah, I know, but not at home, so I can actually see them live on Sunday. Well, so what game stood out to you, Potes? Because I think uh, one of- East game, uh, Sunday, uh, the tenth of uh, of November. Oh, and then I'm uh, guessing Florida for you guys. Yeah, Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that Florida game. Um, I think it's in January. Let me take a look real quick. January twenty first, I believe. The twenty first. Uh, the other game that uh, I'm actually pretty excited about, especially now. Uh, is that first home game against Arizona? I was just, that was that was literally. That. I was looking up to make sure I had the right date. Number eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the one. Fuck. Yeah, I was just making sure that was the first one. Yeah, December. I was literally just gonna say I can't, I'm excited to see Arizona coming to town. Might have to wear my yeah. my Kessel jersey underneath <laughs> my Hawks jersey. No, never. Underneath, I said, relax. Oh, underneath, I didn't. Yeah, you cut out. That's fine. <laughs> Relax. I'm about to spend the money on that jersey. I'm I'm gonna goddamn wear it. What? <laughs> so I'm about Not to spend funny. the money on that jersey. I'm goddamn gonna wear it. Oh, I I couldn't hear you. It sounded very muffled. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, to the rest of the NHL. Uh, before getting Ciao. into yeah. <laughs> Uh, before getting into uh, what happened on uh, on July first, a uh, couple of things had happened before then. A uh, couple of retirees, uh, Roberto Luongo, hangs him up. 
uh, actually in Roberto Luongo fashion, made it hilarious on Twitter, uh, put his pads uh, up over the uh, uh, cable wire. Telephone wire. Telephone wire, whatever that's called. Um, huge fan of that. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys think that he's first ballot Hall of Fame? No. He's he's number three in the in the league in wins career. See, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's yeah. I think he is gonna be. It's just it's hard. I don't know. I mean, he's won gold medals, like you said. He's third in wins. He's in the top for every goalie category. He's top five for everything. It's 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 a no brainer. Like it really yeah. is. He's. I just and don't know if it's plus he has the that. best Twitter. Yeah, I don't of all time. He one hundred percent is gonna be Hall of Famer. Mark. He's one hundred percent a Hall of Famer. I just don't know if it's first ballot. It depends on who else is yeah, eligible exactly. to go in. Which also, yeah, host, is, uh, host is eligible this year, but he's not retired. Yeah, I don't know how that makes sense. It well, doesn't make same any thing, sense. Same like, thing happens. He's 100% a first ballot. Everybody knows that. But like, yeah. he hasn't retired. He's still getting paid. Like, I, I, same thing happened. so fucking stupid. Same thing it's happened like, with Chris Pronger. No, we have a hard, hard retire. Which also, it goes back to Luongo because he could have gone on LTIR and it would have... Uh, Helped out Florida and Vancouver. And Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> and Vancouver. But no, he was just like, peace out, I'm retiring. And now Host is going to enter the Hall of Fame. And he still hasn't even officially retired. Like, I don't know. It's I just think so it's... stupid. It's like, I know, I know you, I know like players, you just go on LTIR and it's Robodot Island and they're retired, but they're on LTIR with everybody else in the fucking LTIR. Robodot Island. So it's I like, love that. The, the NHL knows that teams just get around all their rules and then they still fuck people for just retiring. Like, yeah. just don't make it just if they retire, they retire, whatever. Sorry. I think the rule is, I think, I don't know if it's exactly this. I'm sure it's going to butcher it, but I believe it's like X amount of years of inactive play is what makes you eligible. I thought it was three years of retirement. I, I don't know. But I guess inactive play, I guess Could that would make cool. sense it yeah, could, yeah. Because technically, you're supposed to be inactive and retired, so whatever. Yeah. Who knows? Um, Brooks Orpic also uh, hung him up as well. Uh, two-time Stanley Cup champion, most recently with the Washington Capitals. It's um, wild that he won with well, the Caps and the Penguins. I know. That's hilarious yeah. to me. Yeah. I know you're you're probably petting maple right now, but what it looks like from my angle looks bad. No, I'm sh- tr- trying to stretch out my hamstrings because it's been about three years <laughs> ah. to stretch those out. Okay. And gotcha. um, looked into my my legs peeling, so it's itchy. Okay. Gross. <laughs> Sunburn, you know what happens. Totally. Sorry. Um, we I'm mentioned. We mentioned the uh, the Kessel trade. Uh, the full details on that. Uh, Kessel ended up going to Pittsburgh. No. Nope. Uh, no. Nope. Or I'm sorry, oh, no. <laughs> uh, to Arizona uh, from Pittsburgh, and going the other way uh, was Alex Galchenyuk. Uh, those were the main two parts of that deal. Um, there's also a, a fourth round pick uh, mixed in there from Arizona going to. Uh, Pittsburgh. So, uh, I'm sorry, flip that around uh, from Pittsburgh to Arizona. So, um, Alex Galchenyuk, a little bit of a suitcase. Uh, yeah, three, at the, three years. Yeah. Um, kind of interesting with somebody that's of his uh, talent, I guess. 
uh, to be moving around like that. But Montreal you know, screwed him up. Yeah, Montreal didn't really uh, give him the best opportunity. Uh, and he also had some issues last year uh, injury-wise uh, that I think were still lingering from Montreal that he was really not able to get over. So um, hopefully he'll be able to find something a little bit more, I don't know, long-term in Pittsburgh. He uh, He's probably going to be a 30-goal scorer playing with uh, Sid. I was just about to say, playing with Sidney Crosby, he's going to get up there. Yeah. Yeah. So I could at least um, talk with playing with Sid. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Sorry, <laughs> right, you tried. Um, free agency day one. Um, thing that kind of sucked about this was that everybody knew it was going to happen on July, June thirtieth. I thought that was pretty stupid. Um, not, not accurate, because June thirtieth, everybody said done deal. Panera to the island. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know what? I've been hearing a lot of different rumors, not just about that one, but uh, but Anders Lee as well. That um, that was just the agents throwing out bullshit so and they could get. I believe that, and that's what I'm like. A lot of people are saying that's what's going on with Marner. It's just his fucking agent stirring up drama to try and make that's a big it. thing about him. Mm-hmm. And look, he hasn't gotten offer sheeted, so yeah. Speaking of offer yeah. sheets. Yeah. Uh, offer sheet went to uh, Sebastian Ajo from uh, the Montreal Canadiens uh, that he signed. Uh, it sounds like the Carolina Hurricanes uh, are going to end up signing that. They already uh, did. Yeah, it's official. They did already end up yeah, matching it. Yeah, they did it? today. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Hurricanes ended up matching it, which everybody pretty much knew that they would. It was a, kind of a low ball offer. It's, uh, it's funny because heard- the GM – came out from Carolina and was like, oh, yeah, you got offer sheeted? Yeah, I, I'm surprised it was that low. <laughs> then why don't you just fucking sign him to that if you were, like, I just don't, they offered him six. He got 8.5. Cheap as hell. Well, he also came out and said, uh, yeah, well, as soon as they offer sheet, he's like, well, at least I know my job's done for the summer. I either <laughs> sign the thing or I don't sign the thing. Like, I don't right. have to go through negotiations or anything like that. Kind of hate that guy. Yeah. He's a loser, but um, but yeah, uh, sign the uh, sign the offer sheet, and uh, everybody basically knew that they would. I heard that that contract, uh, the offer sheet that Montreal put up, was front loaded a lot, and they were forty two million total in contract. In the first twelve months, he gets paid twenty one million dollars. Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, so he gets half of it in the first year. Yeah. So get paid, Sebastian. Yeah. Do they think a team that's trying to get to like the the cap floor was not gonna be like okay? Yeah, but it's the it's them actually having twenty one million dollars to give him in the first year. Yeah, okay. yeah. like you have to yeah, give yeah. him twenty one million dollars, and who knows if that owner actually has that amount of money? Yeah, that guy's uh, kind of like don't like. Carolina's like management, like, <laughs> like there's the front office, their ownership group, like I'll, I don't know. This is Romeo off the wrong way. Yeah, it's an interesting way to go about things. That's for sure. Um, uh, another big trade uh, that ended up happening before we get into the free agent signings. Um, Toronto Maple Leafs made a couple big moves on the back end. Uh, the first one being Cody Cece. 
uh, coming in from uh, Ottawa, which have they ever actually made a trade with one another before? I have no idea. Yeah, didn't they trade for Nuff to Ottawa? Oh, yeah, they traded for Nuff with no retained salary. How are you? Smell you later, Ottawa. Uh, and then the second trade that they made was for Tyson Berry. Uh, Nazem Kadri uh, is out of town. Um, sounded like it wasn't to it, it was pretty uh, like a mutual um like there wasn't any bad blood or anything like that between nazim and the, the front office it was just business as usual yeah it didn't sound like it was uh yeah like you said it wasn't bad blood it was it, it wasn't like a mutual thing but it was like an an understandment like an understanding understanding like, right exactly like Nas is like all right i understand like i fucked up twice potentially fucked up a cop the second time you got to move me. I get it. You need to like, yeah. they need to improve their D like their center depth was unreal. Um, but they need like, they needed to improve their D and that they did that. So yeah, I mean, he couldn't have been upset about it. It's, it's business. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, he's, he's going to do well in Colorado. That's for sure. He's going to be second line center there probably. So how are you feeling? Another team that was defensively woeful, past couple years uh with toronto how are you feeling now that these two moves have been made dude oh my god so obviously they still have to sign marner um they in the colorado trade they also got alexander kerfoot uh he's an rfa they still have to sign him uh, apparently he's gonna want to go to arbitration try and get three million per year um but i mean he's a center left wing so if you need him to jump in the center role in the third line i mean you could do that yeah, it's definitely a better option than Jason Spezza for whatever mm-hmm. reason they did that. Um, but, yeah, I know. I mean, that that's huge. Um, and you could, might even be able to get him lower than that, Kerfoot. And then you pick up Cody Cizu, who's also an RFA. You have to get him signed to whatever he wants. But, fuck, man. Leafs look good. Leafs look I real good. They needed a right-handed defenseman, and they went out and got two of them. I don't really hate that Spezza signing. No, I don't either. It's not, I mean, especially for $700,000, it's not terrible. Um, at the time, it didn't make sense because they hadn't made any moves for defense, I guess. <laughs> so, I mean, now it's like oh. fourth line, fourth line role. Like, he'll be fine. Like, maybe, maybe he's the veteran charity case. He literally, I believe, I, know. I feel like he just literally came in to take Marlowe's, like, locker room spot yeah but for 6.2 million dollars cheaper right yeah <laughs> um, and, he, and he's a hometown boy so they need to do their hometown signing for the year true yeah i mean so they they went into the offseason saying that they wanted to get rid of nikita zaitsev's contract um patrick marlowe's contract connor brown was probably going to go and Na- nazim kadri's probably going to go all four of them are gone they shed all that cap space and they did things to improve their team still so, I mean, when you have a top pairing, probably going to be, I mean, maybe Riley Berry. I mean, not Halle Berry. You heard it right. It was Riley Berry. Um, I mean, that's that's lethal. Berry's yeah. a fucking good puck-moving defenseman on the right hand. And Morgan Riley could have gone up for the, the Norris last year. Like Should have been. And then you Don't got – yeah. Tyson Berry is the, the number one scoring defenseman in Colorado Avalanche history. That's yep, he's, the team, team that had uh, – 
fucking Adam Foot, Sandus Ozelinch, Ray Bork, albeit for just a couple of years, Rob Blake, albeit for just a couple of years. I mean, there's not like slouches that have come through that organization. I mean, that's a really impressive thing to have. Definitely, but I feel like you also have to think about the time. Like back then, it was more D were the best D were the guys that could fucking throw you through a wall. They didn't put up points. I mean, those guys yeah. still did put up points, but like now it's it's all about puck moving defensemen, and he's one of the best in the game. Honestly, like his stats right now, I think he's like fourth all time or fourth in like I forget what it was. I don't even want to but I don't even want to butcher it because I can't remember exactly what the stats were. But like he's up there in in puck moving D in the league right now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, and not only that, the Leafs have eleven million in cap space, not including the five point three that they owe to Nathan Horton that'll go on LTIR. So I mean, that's technically sixteen million in cap space. So Leafs are going to be damn good this year, guys. Yeah. And I they resigned so. Hutchinson, so they got him to back up Freddie. Not a terrible backup to have. He's only seven hundred, no. so they yeah also got another seven hundred thousand dollar guy. Um. Has there been any update on like Marner's situation? Is there anything like come out about it or just kind of waiting? No, same old shit. Is it same old? Is shit. it is it going to be end up being Nylander esque or do you think this gets resolved fairly quick? I don't know. Um, I know. I know. Um, Duba said that he's not having another Nylander situation with Marner. And Matthews last year after the Nylander got signed, he's like, I don't want to go through this ever again. Because last year he played the waiting game, and he's like, it just it didn't help out the team. Because obviously Nylander came in, and he wasn't what he could have done. Um, but then you got Marner just sitting there waiting, and he talked to Nylander about it. And Nylander basically told him, like, get, get your money if you want to wait. Like, do what you got to do. So I don't know. We'll, I, I really – I'm over it at this point. Like, just either – do what you have to do, do and get him either signed, to, traded, or get him offer sheeted. Whatever you have to do, just get it done so we can see what the team looks like next year. He's got Pull both both sides. He's got both sides exactly. of the the equation there with Matthew signing right away, Nylander waiting. Just fucking do it. Like yeah, make your and, call. I don't know. I'm so sick of hearing about it, like offer sheets and stuff like that. Like obviously, like we got one this year, and everybody said this was the year offer sheets is going to be flying around. There's been one so far, and it got signed. Like and it wasn't even a real one. No, no, a real one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I want four first rounds going the other way. Oh my god, could you imagine to Toronto? Let's go, baby! Oh my god, oh, it's crazy. good thing. Yeah, good thing um, your bet's done. So, talk about some of the the bigger names that have been signed in the NHL outside of uh, the Blackhawks or the Maple Leafs, who we talk about enough on this podcast. Uh, Sergey Bobrovsky, everybody knew he was going to end up going to Florida. Signed a seventy-year, seventy-million-dollar ticket. Um, Corey Perry ended up going to. Can we just pause. That's a terrible contract. Don't pay goalies. Sorry. Oh, I agree. For his, <laughs> for his no age, way. Yeah. not even that. I'm not. No, no. You have all the fucking leverage there. He wants to be in Florida. He wants to be on a beach. He wants to be on a pretty good team, which Florida's going to be, especially with him in that. Now, you got a fucking no state income tax. You can sign him to. $7 million and be like, hey, you're making straight $7 million unlike you were on your last contract. Like, I don't know. It's dumb. No way am I paying him $10 million, especially no. at 31 years old for seven years. That contract is going to be garbage at the end of it. I agree that that's a bad contract, but also at the same time, Dale Talent is world famous for large, ridiculous contracts. 
But at the same time, when he does it, it's because his teams aren't good and he needs to overpay to get the players there. Everything so, is I mean, in, everything that. is in Talon's corner right now, coaching the play, the team's ability, everything. Mm-hmm. Only said income tax, all that. Like that's why like, I don't understand. I want to know if there was any true negotiations. Like if this is what they talked him down from, or like what actually happened there. He probably came out and was like, "Listen, I'm I want seven years, seventy million in Delta." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I, I'm what? like I'm serious. You don't want eighty? Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> like they just yeah. got rid of both of their goalies from last year. Like they need a star-studded goalie, and that was the biggest, literally the biggest one you could. Part of part of me was help, hoping that they didn't actually pull this off after they got rid of all their goalies, just because. And I'm like, they okay. bought out Darling. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, not only did they send Sergey Bobrovsky, did the Florida Panthers, but they also got defenseman Anton Strawman. For three years, sixteen point five million, uh, and uh, Brett Connolly at four years, thirteen million, uh, and uh, a little bit of a smaller deal, Noel Achari from Boston, uh, three years at five million. So honestly, keep an eye out for Florida this year. They can actually make some serious noise. Oh yeah, uh, moving forward, especially with Q at the helm, actually a legitimate goaltender in net now. Plus, you got uh, Barkov and Huberto and Trocheck, oh. and. You probably have, you'll probably have so- Strawman playing with Ekblad, and Ekblad needs that veteran presence with him to be able to be what his full potential is. Anton Strawman is like, like the Larry Murphy, I guess. I don't know, for lack of a of a better uh, comparison, in terms of nobody talks about him, but he's so good. Yeah. Just gets the job he's done. So good, he's so consistent. Um. Jimmy VC ended up going back to Buffalo. <laughs> Hilarious. Suck it, VC. Uh huh. Suck it, Harvard. <laughs> or Yale or whatever Ivy League you went whatever, to. Harvard. Whatever or... you are out there. I don't know. You went to Harvard. Um, Matt Duchesne uh, decided on going to Nashville once again, like everybody knew he would. Uh, Ryan Hartman is on his third team in the last two weeks. <laughs> and only knew about one. Uh huh. Uh, with the Minnesota Wild signed a two-year, $3.8 million contract with the Wild. They also, um, they also got Matt Zuccarello. So weird. So, so weird what they're doing. It's, it's yeah. weird. Like, that's a weird contract. But the first two years of that, it's going to be big for them because I like Zuccarello. Watching him in Dallas this year, like, after he got traded, he was hurt and he was unreal in those playoffs. Dude, he's a fucking gamer. Like, he can play. Still. Five years, thirty million. Once again, kind of like the Bobrovsky contract. That's going to be so bad. At the oh end. yeah, it's, that's going to be mean, real yeah. bad at the end. But it's yeah, also Minnesota, so thirty two already. Yeah. Uh, and he's hurt a lot. Uh, Brandon Tanev, uh, probably <laughs> the biggest contract for somebody who's not in the top six normally. Six years, twenty one million dollars with Pittsburgh. What the hell is that about? Jack Johnson two point oh. Uh, and I think I don't, I don't know if Rutherford knows something that nobody else does, but I don't know. Uh, I think the last uh, the last big name uh, that was signed was uh, Wayne Simmons, one year, five million mm-hmm. in New Jersey, which I actually kind of like that contract. I feel like he fits in really well in New Jersey. I just don't understand how you only got one year. Like he's a proven guy. Like he can score twenty to thirty goals every single season. Like he's a good yeah. fucking player. I don't get it, man. 
but yeah, no, yeah. that's that's gonna be good. I think the Devils will be pretty good this year. They they made a lot of good moves so far. PK, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you probably have Jack Hughes with Taylor Hall, and then you get um, Nico Heischer and Simmons, and then you got PK and uh, you know, Connor Carrick. Yep, Connor Carrick, obviously. He's an R. He's an RFA, isn't he? Yeah. Who? Carrick. Carrick. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think. Um, oh my God, the, the defenseman from Anaheim that got walked by. Uh, Sammy Vatanen. Yeah, Sammy Vatanen is also on the team, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know what uh, what stood out to you guys. Uh, obviously, we just went through a bunch of those uh, signings and everything like that. Anything specific stand out to you? Did you talk to pa- kind of Panarin? How fucking stacked this central is that's a good point fucking it's gonna be so good so i mean you got nashville who goes out goes out and picks up probably the second best yeah i don't know i want to say second best goal scorer out of the free agents but i don't know if that's fair it's close but i mean you, they get mad to shane like that's huge they needed that guy, that kind of guy is they need a second line they need a top line center slash second line center whichever one you're gonna have between him and johansson and then, I mean, you got Dallas who goes out and gets Joel Pavelski, which is fucking huge for them. And they get Corey Perry, who might have a good year, who might also just get hurt again. So, I mean, oh, I that's a, they. I mean, that's a team that went to the um, double OT in Game Seven against the losing team of the, of the Stanley Cup or the winning team of the Stanley Cup. Um, then you got fucking Colorado making moves with Nazim Kadri. They got fucking Bone Byram, Cal McCarr, who's going to be a stud. I just, I feel like every team in the Central got better besides Winnipeg. I feel like nobody's talking about Winnipeg, but I feel like they are, they're in hell. They are in, they're going to be in hell. They are. I don't feel like they're going to be a great team going forward. I feel like there's still something that they're waiting to do or maybe like a trade that they're waiting to make or something like that just because they literally haven't done anything. Well, they have the two I, big RFAs they got to worry about. They got, Yeah, they got Line A and Connor and Andrew Kopp. And I mean, and they just traded for that Neil Point who is an RFA who have to, they have to sign. And that's not necessarily where they need the most help. Their, their defense is I, shattered. I kind of. They went from having such deep D to who the fuck are these guys? Dustin Buck- yeah. I threw yeah, that out there to Kulikov, you. Kulikov, Morrissey, Nathan Boyu. I threw it Oof. out there to you guys Oof. earlier asking your opinion of it, but the more I think about the more it makes sense is maybe Jake Gardner. Yeah, but he's going to want money, and they can't afford it. they got to sign the fucking two other guys. Like, they just – it's not – Yeah. And, no, I just – I don't know. I mean, it, I just – I don't know what they're doing because, I mean – I forget what I was listening to is one of the insiders talking on a podcast and they were just saying they, I think it was on Chicklets, wasn't it today where they were talking about how they're getting less cap space, but they're losing players. Like they're just signing guys to bigger and bigger tickets, but they lose players. They keep losing players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's yeah. It's definitely interesting. interesting. It's going to be a good fucking uh, division. Oh, it's going to be a good year of hockey. Yeah. So <laughs> looking at uh, at a Chicago guy, we mentioned on the podcast before, but uh, TJ Tynan actually got signed by the Colorado Avalanche. 
So, did you really? Um, yeah. I just when just now. Uh, oh, I was today. literally just looking at it, and it said he was an RF or a UFA. Yeah, he just got signed uh, to a one-year contract with Colorado today. It doesn't have anything on, uh, you know, the, what money he's going to end up making. Uh, but a little bit of a change of pace from him. I think this is now his third team. Columbus. With Columbus went to Vegas, yeah. and now he's with uh, Colorado. So, um you know, nice little change of pace for him. Hopefully, he'll get a crack at the big squad because that's going to end up um, being a team to. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially because once they pay, like we said, we talked about it last time. They have like what five guys on their off? Well, six guys now on their offense that are actually signed. The rest still have to get paid. Yeah. Um, oh no, they they got a lot more in there now. Um, Oh yeah, because they picked up like Giannis Don, Jonas Donskoy. Like that's a big pickup too. Fuck, man. Um, God, the Central's so good. Another team <laughs> that's kind of been low key. Sorry, uh, I'm all over the place. Another team that's kind of been low key. Um, the Canucks, man. They've been making a lot of moves. Yeah, I mean, no, you guys no, don't like, you just well, want to fucking know, sit there and stare at me. Well, what stood out to you? Like, what in specific? I mean, they went out and got Tyler Myers. That's big for them. They got Jordy Ben. That's another solid D. Holy shit. How many oh, fucking... They have, they have 10 signed defensemen. Huh. We thought the Hawks had issues. Um, I mean, you have... Okay, so you have Alex Edler, older guy. Yeah, whatever. You got Tyler Myers, Christian Tanev, um, Jordy Ben, Quinn Hughes. Like, that's a solid back end. What's, what's yeah. their space at right now? What? What's their cap space at? 7.7. 7.7. And then they got a couple. I mean, that's. And what do they decide Tyler Meyer to? Six per. Five, yeah. Five by 30. Man, I almost wonder if they're. It's going to be really interesting when their young guys need contracts, too, though. I mean, Bester's an RFA. Yeah, so he still needs to get paid. And. <sighs> You yeah. got Patterson coming up. I don't know. I think they're Hughes. They'll figure out a way to get him in there, but they're going to be pretty good. How about how about New York? You know, going from two years ago, emailing their season ticket holders <laughs> saying, "Yeah, this is not. We're basically rebuilding." And look at what this in two years, they I think are a playoff team again. I don't know I don't if they're a so. playoff team. Uh, but you know what? Give them all the credit in the world for taking this thing and accelerating the quote-unquote rebuild because they probably should be in like still in phase one at this point, uh, and it looks like they're pretty close to finishing this thing out. Um, you know, they might be a year or two away from being relevant again. I just don't understand the VC move. Like I, I thought he was a decent player like he could be a role guy but like if you're still you know in i don't know like they Honestly, it's probably just a, a cap dump almost for panarin to make sure that they had enough money for panarin they still have eight million in cap space well they still have to sign truba um i don't know it was just kind of weird to me because it was like yeah they moved him so it's like okay like they're still trying to you know they're going through the rebuild they're getting picks and then they go and sign panarin to 11.6 per year and i'm like the fuck did that come from? Like, I don't know. I get yeah. it. was kind of obvious he was going to New York, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm not giving him that contract personally. 
No. I don't know. I don't necessarily mind it. Um, I mean, he's proven that he could be a complete game changer. Um, Definitely. Granted, you know, there are times where he just kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on that team, uh, he's going to be the number one guy on that team. Whereas with the other teams that he was on, with the Hawks, he obviously had Kane. Uh, with Columbus, you know, he could have kind of pushed that off to Atkinson or Dubinsky or Duchesne when he came into town. So it wasn't necessarily all on him. At this point, it's pretty much all on him. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be sick with Mika Zibanejad, though. Like, that kid, he can fucking play. He's he's a low-key guy because the Rangers are in a, the rebuild. Like, he's a, he's a good fucking player. He's fun to watch. That's yeah, for he sure. is. No, throw Cap- he's got Capo a lot of talent. There, throw Capo in there mm-hmm. now, too. And Kako, yeah. Yep. These guys are going to be fun yep, to watch. I forgot about Capo Kako. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they're a playoff team, but... I feel like yeah, they're, they're locked. Definitely I, yeah, maybe it's saying they're... Skyrocketed since... Uh, just what they looked like just last year, at least. Yeah. Hopefully, they yeah. can give Hank one more one more run for the cup. I don't know. I don't know who uh, who was the biggest winner for you guys out of the out of day one for free agency. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna say Florida. Yeah. I'm saying Florida. Florida. I think they're in a great position right now, and kind of like what we said too. Um, I don't have the fucking stats, so I'm not even gonna shoot it. But their main issue was their their goaltending last year, and now that they actually have that goaltender there, I think they're gonna be able to do some damage finally. Um, and the biggest loser, Columbus. Okay. I mean, they lost all those guys and. Filled it with Nyquist. Nyquist, yeah. Yeah. Where the fuck is this team? Oh, there they are. What about you, Poets? Uh, uh, for sure, I think for me, one of the biggest losers that nobody's really talking about is uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, took a pretty big hit. Didn't really do too much. One of the things that nobody's really talking about is the fact that they lost Jonas Donskoy. Uh, he meant a lot to that team. Uh, I don't think many people realize that. He meant a lot to that team. Yeah, they were able to re-sign Timo Meyer to a four-year, $24 million contract. Get paid. Um, but that's really all that they've been able to do other than that Eric Carlson contract, which, which at the same that's... time, they don't have any money to do anything. Yeah. That's they so can't. dumb. You have... No, that was such a – I don't uh, – I won't get into it. Uh, and I think one of the biggest winners uh, is Colorado. Made a couple big moves. Uh, they made themselves one of the – one of the more scary teams in the league. They, at this point. they made sure everybody behind McKinnon was better because you know where you're getting from McKinnon. You're getting a, a guy that could carry you to the playoffs, and you need the guys behind him to be better, and they did that. Um, yeah. I got to say Dallas, man. I think they made a lot of good moves. Like I like that Pavelski sign a lot because before they – like they they had um, – their top line was, you know, Radulov, Sagan, and Ben – you had Pavelski in there. That changes that whole top six. Like he's he's a fucking stud. So I don't know. I think Dallas did pretty well. 
I know they didn't do a ton of moves. So deep too. Yeah, and I I I know last episode we were talking about Corey Perry, and I thought it was kind of dumb for any team to go after him, but I think it's I think that's not a terrible move either. Him fit. going to going to Dallas. I think that's good that they they need a scoring depth player mm-hmm. and he could he could be that in low key minutes, which he obviously wasn't I was just in about to say too, because he could also play pretty low minutes he doesn't have to get used all the time like he does up in anaheim you know he can kind of maybe take a, a couple shifts off here or there you know or yeah maybe not situations to where it's like a high pressure type of thing maybe or you just can throw- back to being the, the goal scorer that he was before yeah because which he's he's not a great defensive player either so i mean you get him against not the other team's top two pairings maybe get him in, in the third line even and then you throw him on the second part even if you throw him on the second power play unit with Joe Pavelski in front, fuck, that's dangerous, man. That is dangerous as a second yeah. unit. The guy can still put the puck in the net. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just he's got to stay healthy. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that da- – I really like what Dallas did. Um, biggest losers? I I don't know. I, I got to go with Winnipeg just because they really didn't do anything and they're – they need to do stuff, but they also need to sign people. And I don't know. I gotta go with Winnipeg. Yeah. I don't know. A couple, couple. Or you can go Islanders. No, I, I gotta go like... Islanders, man. Fuck the Islanders, dude. Like, <laughs> we talked about it. Like, they are just idiots. They put all their bread into huh, the bread basket. Nice. <laughs> and and Bobrovsky, and then they weren't even gonna sign Anders Lee. Like, you're just gonna walk away from. Like, if they sign Panarin. Like they're walking away from Lee, like 100. percent They're oh, walking yeah. away from Anders Lee. Another loyalty. Oh, nice. What, would it be? I don't know. Would it be considered petty if Anders Lee, if he had gotten that contract from them, and just went no, nah, and really put them in like a really, really awful situation? Because he would have gotten offers elsewhere. Somebody oh, yeah. else was gonna up, probably for the same amount of money. Definitely. Um. Yeah, I mean, other than that, they really didn't do anything. And the other guy they signed was Semyon Varlamov. And that's a dumb signing for me. So I got to go with the yeah. Islanders, actually. That's fair. Yeah, I think that's a better choice than uh, than Winnipeg. Because Winnipeg still has got an opportunity to be at least pretty decent. I think, and we said this last year about the Islanders, but I really think that they solidified themselves as kind of a, a train wreck coming up this year. Lou needs yeah, to just get out of that organization. Like, he needs to just go retire and be done with it because he's so stuck in the past and it is just going to hurt that franchise. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Barry Trotz, I'm kind of looking at this thing going, fuck you doing? Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. Um, I don't know. That's, that's a, that's about it. Anything else from you guys? Happy 4th of July no. from when you listen to yeah. this. Um, I just saw this quote on Twitter, though. It's pretty funny. Uh, Mets are Gorilla on being a free agent. You have so many teams calling you, and you feel like you're the best person, best player in the world. Every conversation you're in, you're just like, damn, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Good for him. He gets it. He gets it. All right. Well, that's just about uh, about does it. Yeah, happy 4th of July to all you listeners out there. Stay safe. Noli, uh, safe travels down to uh, Schmashville. Appreciates it. Tell Kara I love her and give her a big hug for me. Um, but uh, other than that, boys, we'll uh, we'll see you later. This was episode 64. Uh, we're going to go with the David Camp on this one. Yeah, he resigned. 
Yeah, he did. Let's he did. go. So congratulations, David. You're now the sponsor of this podcast, this specific episode. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Just the one. That's all you get. So for Potes, Noli, Jerem, and probably Drunk Tanner, uh, happy 4th of July, and we'll see you all later. I'll pretend to be Tanner. Ew, I love you. <laughs> that's that was, it sounds like right now. That was drunk Tanner. Follow the boys on Twitter at WCB Podcast, on Instagram at WCB Podcast, and like them on Facebook, the Windy City Benders Podcast.